0: This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator, and I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love, or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate, and today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about intra-abdominal pressure and how that looks before you in a variety of different ways. What can it affect? Um, A lot of times... Women struggle to find that optimal um, pressurization in their abdomen at postpartum, and it can happen even you know if you didn't have a C-section or if you did have a C-section that there's that difficulty re-establishing good proper intra-abdominal pressure, and that gives us those common symptoms that you think of when you think of postpartum, so leakage peeing ourselves when we cough or sneeze or do a heavy lift when we get back into heavy lifting or cardio, those kind of things. Um, but we can also have poor intra-abdominal engage- pressure engagement when we've um, had different lifestyle things that have created a improper pattern happen in our life. So that could be look like a desk job where you're rounded over and we're stressed and we're breathing with these little accessory muscles in our neck. Um, so what kind of things does this improper, uh, pressurization of our abdomen cause? So if we're thinking pressure problems, we're thinking, diastasis recti because if you have an imbalance in pressure and we have that opening in the front line of the midsection we just did another podcast on how why uh different exercises don't always work for healing diastasis recti because it can look different it can be at different levels of that midline section it can be wider or rather than deep or deeper rather than wide. It just depends on what exactly is happening. Uh, Another type of pressurization problem would be uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. If you don't have that symmetrical pressurization in the core, then you might have too much pressure right down on your pelvic floor, causing things like incontinence, fecal incontinence, pain with sex, those kind of things. Then we also could, in that same pelvic floor region, we could have prolapse. Um, and prolapse shows up in a variety of different ways, and there are different degrees of prolapse. Sometimes prolapse requires surgery. Sometimes prolapse can be made better or have relief with uh, exercise and learning to monitor that intra pressure a little bit better. Um, so prolapse. If you don't know what prolapse is, would be something dropping down from the into the past the pelvic floor and into the vaginal wall. So if you have uh, prolapse of the bladder, that would be one uh, form of prolapse. You could have the your literal. Uh, uterus coming down and descending into the vaginal area or you could have a rectocele, which would be the rectum um, prolapsing through the vaginal wall. So um, an easy, not an easy way, but one easier way to make yourself more susceptible to have a prolapse while pregnant would be Straining to poop, and I think that as soon as you are pregnant and you have your first visit with your OBGYN, they should say, like, warning sign constipation is sometimes a side effect of pregnancy, and they don't tell you right out of the gate usually do not strain while you're trying to go to the bathroom. You can give yourself a prolapse pretty easily because people can develop prolapses even when they're not pr- pregnant. And that could be from straining and chronic constipation. That alone can cause prolapse. And you're even more susceptible to it with pregnancy because of ligament laxity and, and other things like that. Um, so right out of the gate, pregnant or not pregnant, do not strain when you're trying to go to the bathroom. There's different tips and tricks you can try to do to help with going to the bathroom. And I wouldn't say just as a blanket statement, just take in more fiber, because sometimes once you hit that tipping point of too much fiber, too much fiber can then switch gears and actually cause more constipation. So increasing our water intake, consulting with our doctor and seeing if we can take a magnesium supplement, you always want to clear that with them first, but sometimes... Um, mindful use of magnesium supplements can help with constipation. So that is important for both pregnant and non-pregnant. Stop straining when you go to the bathroom. Now, some physical things you can do to help with constipation would be diaphragmatic breathing. I know you're going to think like I. I think breathing is the answer to all of your problems. But when you're thinking about the motility of your intestines, learning how to engage your diaphragm is an important role of that. Because when you get that dome shaped diaphragm to flatten down and push all your abdominal contents down, that's going to shift your organs, including your intestines down, you know, a few centimeters, let them come back up and down and up and it keeps them um, more mobile it reduces the risk of adhesions within that area. It keeps your lymph system going really well and that decreases inflammation and it helps it be better vascularized. So vascularized is blood flow. We want good blood flow. We want good blood flow to our pelvic floor. We want good blood flow to our intestines that keeps us regular. Um, So learning how to breathe properly, getting that rib cage expansion and working on your intraabdominal pressure is going to help with regularity, and that is going to help with um, reducing the need to strain and reducing your risk of prolapse. Um, so breathing is great for motility of the intestines. And then you can also use your gorgeous ball, my one of my favorite tools, and that is that little Pilates ball. It's blow up. It you can have it all the way inflated for a really intense abdominal massage, or you can make it about pancake size so that it's not very intense, super gentle on your intestines. And you can lightly do the area, work on the sides and then gently shift into the abdomen. And I actually also posted in my YouTube channel, a digestion, digestion aid, exercise that actually kind of uses some acupuncture points to help stimulate digestion. Uh, I'll link that below. It is very easy. And I actually use the smaller yoga tuna balls. So they're about the size of a tennis ball. So you could use a tennis ball as well. I like the tuna balls better because they have some give to them and a little spring back. Um, But you could use the tennis balls too. So there's also that to help with digestion aid. Now, abdominal massage and the tuna balls are not going to be an option when you're at a certain level of pregnancy. So um, really won't be accessible to my pregnant patients. But you can do the breathing, which is always recommended for pregnant patients. And... Um, drinking more water and the possible collaboration with your provider about magnesium supplementation and moving. Moving yourself helps with constipation. So constipation is, I think, under people underestimate how easy that is to give you prolapse, especially during pregnancy. The other thing is when you're on the toilet. You know, there is a part of your pelvic floor that kind of acts like a lasso around your rectum. And when you are going to the bathroom and your feet are all the way down on the ground, that lasso is pulling up on the rectum and it's not letting it relax fully. Um... So I would use a squatty potty, which we don't know what that is. It's just like a little stool for your feet. It doesn't have to be fancy. I have one in every bathroom of my house and at the office. Um, it. If you don't want a prolapse or, you know, another thing that is a pressure issue involving similar area would be hemorrhoids. And lots of my pregnant patients get hemorrhoids and, That is also, you know, made worse by straining. So get yourself a squatty potty or a stool, prop your feet up so that the knees are higher and breathe and try to relax your pelvic floor while you're trying to go to the bathroom and then reach under your butt and grab underneath the bone that you sit on and pull this cheek out to one side, pull the other cheek out to the side, do some pelvic rocks, rock back, Rock forward, shift side to side, get some movement while you're literally on the toilet. It sounds bizarre. You don't have to do it in front of anyone. So who cares what you look like on the toilet? But really try to avoid straining. I know I couldn't say that enough. And I wish that I could usually by the time someone comes in to see me when they're pregnant, they're already a little further into the pregnancy. Um, but I wish that I could get that message across even earlier to people to not strain when they're going to the bathroom, pregnant or not pregnant. Um, So we've got that pressure problem. We've got the pelvic floor issues. We've got diastasis recti pressure problem. We've got prolapse pressure problem. We've got hemorrhoids pressure problem. You could even get uh, varicose veins would be bulging or distension of the veins in your labia. So that is also a pressure related issue. Um, Another thing that, that besides the straining that it creates a lot of excess pressure when we're pregnant or otherwise would be getting sick where we're sneezing all the time or coughing all the time, that creates a lot of pressure. And that is, you know, constipation, we can control that and, you know, do things to help with it. With getting sick and having the sneezing and the coughing and that kind of thing, we really can't stop ourselves. It's more involuntary and you just kind of have to ride it out. But trying to do the best you can, maybe putting some pressure on that front line of your linea alba when you're coughing and sneezing to give it a little bit of support when you you know are having a sneezing fit, that kind of thing. Um, and if you're having like varicosities or those veins that are distended in your in your um, labia, putting pressure there when you're coughing or sneezing. If you develop those, you can. They make certain like garments that put pressure on them, which are probably you know not the most user friendly to put on wear or use. you can use you know um, ice pack to help calm that area down that kind of thing. Um, the other pressure issues that you can have would be hernias, so people can sometimes get umbilical hernias, they can get inguinal hernias, they can get hiatal hernias, anything with the word hernia in it is a pressure problem. That is not limited to just pregnancy. We see it in pregnancy, but we also see it in our male patients, in our non-pregnant patients. And that would be, you know, male patients tend to really uh, be susceptible to inguinal hernias. And that would be you know, right along the crease of where your leg meets your torso. That is also a pressure issue. And that's why they, you know, people tend to get them when they lift something too heavy, they aren't managing their gut pressure or their intra-abdominal pressure well, and the body will find a place to stick that pressure, even if it means herniating something. The other pressure uh, issue that... kind of ties in with pressure in the core would be disc herniations, which I don't think people tie into pregnancy or anything like that. But I was in one of my very first dynamic neuromuscular stabilization courses, and it's based out of Prague and they treat people. If you're not a surgical candidate and you come in to one of their practices and you have a disc herniation, they treat you by teaching you how to breathe better and how to regulate your intra-abdominal pressure. Because if you think of the disc between the vertebral bodies and you've got a herniation and you don't have symmetrical pressure from the inside and it's putting unequal pressure, it's going to irritate irritate that herniation. It's putting more pressure on it. And they showed us, um, usually in the US U S you take get an MRI done and you're lying down and not weight bearing and, um, you get your MRI done and it, you know, shows a radiation or doesn't, whatever. We saw an MRI taken, um, with movement. So this person was weight bearing and they were doing a squat and it was, a, a an MRI of that. And you could see that when they were not squatting and load bearing, they had no disc herniation. When they went to do a squat with improper interabdominal pressure, the herniation bulged right out and then sucked back in. And I think that's so telling to how we should treat it, but also how often it probably is missed by getting an MRI done when you're lying down and non-weight-bearing. Because if you're not having the pain, lying down and not weight-bearing, and you're not doing the provocative movement that brings it on, how do we expect to see the full picture? Um, So, I mean, I don't think it would make you a candidate. It doesn't make you a candidate for surgery because in surgery you're Lying down and on weight bearing, if there's nothing to um, do a discectomy on, then there you have it. But um, it 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 makes you realize the power of getting strong, learning how to breathe better, and managing your intra abdominal pressure better. Um, so that is the other the other pressure issue and why we try to get people to do breathing, even though breathing seems so mundane and so boring, but learn that's the first step at learning to manage your intra-abdominal pressure better. And that's going to make us move better, be less, um, have less pain. And for, so for pregnancy, it's going to help you decrease your risk of hemorrhoids prolapse diastasis recti all of those things but for someone that's healthy it's going to make you perform better it's going to make you a better athlete it's going to make you um have better better body awareness that kind of thing so the intra pressure not only helps to heal you but is also good to learn to help prevent issues from occurring because it's way easier to tell someone ahead of time don't strain when you go to the bathroom so that we can prevent a prolapse rather than try to heal it after it's already happened. So I think I would love to see the, not just the prenatal world and postpartum, but all all for everyone, get that shift over to prehab type type exercises where we're cutting off the problem at the pass instead of letting it develop into something that's going to take us a long time to recover from. So if you have any questions about intra-abdominal pressure, uh, let me know. And I will link some of the breathing exercises from the YouTube channel below so you can see what I mean by intra-abdominal pressure and 360 degree breathing, because that is the starting point of learning how to get that symmetrical Uh, intraptominal pressure. Have a good one. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.